0: This is the My Bloody Hell podcast, the podcast where we share stories about perimenopause. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode number 14 of the My Bloody Hell podcast. I'm your host, Lori L. Tharps. I'm a journalist, an author, a mother of three, and a newly arrived expat to the south of Spain. I'm also a card-carrying member of Team Perimenopause. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, and I hope you enjoy the show. If you're one of our returning listeners, welcome back, and thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast. I'm glad everybody here today is listening, and I hope everybody today listening walks away from this podcast episode feeling a little bit more informed and a little bit more inspired about their own menopause journey. Believe it or not. This is the final episode for season one of the podcast. I am really proud of the show we've created and the diversity of stories that we've heard so far. My goal for the My Bloody Hell podcast was to create a space where women could share their menopause and perimenopause experiences in an effort to do three critical things. One, normalize the conversation about perimenopause and menopause. Two, help showcase the diversity of the perimenopause and menopause experience. No two menopause journeys are the same, but they are all valid and deserve to be recognized. And number three, I wanted this show to help create a community and a resource hub for women of diverse backgrounds to get their questions answered about all things menopause. And it's really goal number three that this final episode is really all about. It's about getting clarity and getting answers around some of our most vexing questions about menopause. So for today's episode, my guests are Dr. Michelle Pariso and Dr. Michaela Nelson, who together are known as the menopositive doctors. I sat down with both of the doctors and chatted with both of them and asked them a whole bunch of questions about the menopause journey. And what you'll hear on today's episode are the key takeaways from that conversation. And please note that what you hear from the doctors should not be construed as medical advice. As always, please speak with your own healthcare provider for any menopause-related questions or concerns. Now, before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor, Yumday. Yumday is a subscription snack box company that prioritizes snack companies led by women and people of color. So all of the delicious snacks in your subscription snack box, snacks like cactus tortilla chips, cocoa-dusted wrapped cashews, and Mexican shortbread, are all made by companies that are women-led or POC-led. Can you imagine opening your mailbox and finding a box full of delicious, unique, high-quality snacks that will tantalize your taste buds and make your heart feel good because you're supporting women and POC-led businesses? That, my friends, is snacking for good. And if you're snacking for good, you should also help your friends and family do the same by gifting them a subscription box from Yumday. Day. And look, it could be a gift for Christmas, for Kwanzaa, for New Year's, Three Kings Day if that's what you celebrate. It doesn't matter. You could give it to them for their birthday or just because you love them. I mean, really, who doesn't want a box of snacks delivered to their front door? I know I would. So, Make your holiday shopping easy this year, make your gift shopping in general easy. Just order subscription boxes for everybody on your list from yumday.co. And if you want to, you can use the special My Bloody Hell code that's MBH Pod15 for 15% off your order from Yumday. That's MBH Pod15 for 15% off when you shop at yumday.co. The link is in the show notes. And now, let's get to today's episode with the Menopausitive Doctors. As a woman of Generation X, I am not a digital native, but I can fully admit that I spend a lot of time on the interwebs and scrolling on Instagram. And that's exactly how I discovered my guests today, Dr. Michelle and Dr. Michaela, also known as the Menopositive Doctors. Their reels on Instagram about menopause and how to optimize your menopause experience captured my attention right away. Because their reels were super informative and entertaining, and they always seemed to provide just the right information that I was looking for when I needed it. And all of their reels are super easy to understand, and everything feels very non judgmental. So, Dr. Michelle Pariso is in her early 50s and is an MD with over 20 years of experience as an anesthesiologist, who then later decided to pursue certification in lifestyle medicine so she could work with the whole person instead of only seeing patients in the operating room. Dr. Michaela Nelson is in her early 30s and is a naturopathic doctor, which means that when she sees patients, she's going to suggest things like botanical medicine, acupuncture, homeopathy, and lifestyle changes before she suggests things like traditional medicine or surgery. Because of their unique and varied backgrounds and their dedicated interest in helping women optimize their menopause experience, I thought they would have some really helpful advice and suggestions for the My Bloody Hell audience. As we sat down and started the conversation, one of the things that we all agreed on is that there really is a dearth of information out there for women to tap into with regards to the whole menopause experience. Not to mention, menopause is still too often swept under the rug and not talked about by women themselves who are experiencing it. Because of this lack of communication and conversation, doctors Michelle and Michaela noted that many women aren't even fully aware of what is really going on in their bodies during the perimenopause process leading up to menopause. There's so much more happening than just a loss of libido and fertility. I really appreciated how Dr. Michelle explained the complexity of what is actually happening during perimenopause. We
1: have more than just our sex hormones. We have all these hormones that are chemical messengers throughout our body and every organ. It's all encompassing. And these sex hormones have been very protective at the levels that they've been for the majority of our lives. And once those start declining, we start really experiencing what it's like not to, you know, all the protective effects that they were providing. And all the delicate interplay between all the other organs, our thyroid, our adrenal glands, our digestive system, our liver, those sex hormones were really supporting us to keep things even keel and maybe sort of providing a cloak so that we didn't see everything underneath that was sort of slowly off balance. And now that those levels have naturally dipped and along with that, the period and not being able to have children everything else is starting to come more up onto the surface. And those other hormones are starting to come to light and say, like, look, we've been a bit off balance all this time, and now we need attention as well. Because we aren't declining. We're just sort of knocking our heads up against each other, trying to communicate
0: as best we can. Dr. Michelle's explanation gave me this image of our sex hormones being like superheroes who keep our internal city in check. But then as they grow old and tired, they can't keep up their jobs anymore. And that's why we experience things like hot flashes, thinning hair, night sweats, all of the physical and emotional manifestations of menopause. Our hardworking sex hormones just aren't able to keep the peace inside of us anymore. Now, two of the most important jobs our sex hormones do, particularly estrogen, involve our heart and our bones. Again, Dr. Michelle. The sex hormones are
1: cardioprotective. They also help in regard to bone health as well. So those are two big areas
0: that we need to focus on as women. Indeed, research shows that one out of 10 postmenopausal women suffer from osteoporosis worldwide. And just so you know, I mean, a lot of people hear the word osteoporosis and don't know exactly what it means. Osteoporosis is a disorder associated with low bone mass, where bones become naturally weak, increasing the likelihood of fractures. Bones in the hip, spine, and wrist are especially prone to fragility fractures. In other words, Postmenopausal women are more likely to break bones. And not only that, it's harder for the bones to heal because we are lacking in the growth hormone as well, which estrogen plays a part in creating. So we don't want to have broken bones. So it's important that we do figure out how to optimize the menopause experience. In addition to osteoporosis, postmenopausal women are also much more prone to cardiovascular disease. In fact, after age 50, nearly half of all deaths in women are due to some form of cardiovascular disease. People think men are the ones who have heart attacks, but women do too. And this happens to women because after menopause, we've lost all of that protection that came with a higher amount of estrogen circulating in our bodies. Our sex hormone superheroes are no longer protecting our hearts and our bones. And so it really is critical that we find a way to counterbalance or counteract these decreases in sex hormones. The good news is, according to both doctors Michelle and Makila, women can do a lot to minimize the negative effects of menopause and optimize their health and well being in the process. And it doesn't require medical procedures or hormone replacement therapy. Although both women were quick to say that they don't knock HRT because sometimes it is necessary. But they both believe strongly in lifestyle changes. Yes, they believe that lifestyle changes are the way to make it through and beyond menopause in good health. What's really interesting is that the doctors have identified four key areas to focus on to optimize the menopause journey. Dr. Michaela explains.
2: We totally believe that there's four pillars of health, nutrition and movement. Those are two. And then the other two include sleep, which is so valuable. And the last one includes just mind-body overall health, which encompasses stress,
0: spirituality, stuff like that. Exercise is obviously really important, particularly weight-bearing exercise, but the doctors have emphasized that that doesn't mean you have to hit the gym and start lifting weights. You can lift your groceries if that works for you. The key thing is to do something that you can easily incorporate into your life. So we need to do something
2: that is sustainable, long-lasting, and it doesn't take too much work on your
0: end. So It's important that for exercise that we do something that we know is going to be sustainable and long-lasting, as Dr. Michaela says. And when they talk about exercise, the doctors were really clear not to actually even use the word exercise per se. They talk about movement, not a sport. They're not saying you got to take up a sport that you can do for the rest of your life. They say that you have to incorporate movement regularly into your life. They said raking leaves, doing housework, lifting your groceries, All of that counts as movement. The key thing is to do it on a regular basis and consistently. Even a good brisk walk counts. So consistency and something that is easy to incorporate into your lifestyle. Don't try to add something that's going to be too challenging for you to keep up over the long term. And the same goes for diet. Doctors Michelle and Michaela stress the idea that when it comes to diet changes, don't think about removing things from your diet or restricting yourself. They say instead, think about adding things to your diet, good things, add the things that you need extra and start with those kinds of lifestyle changes. So they say, start figuring out how you can incorporate more calcium-rich foods, more vitamin D foods, omega-3s, which for example, can be found in fatty fish and some nuts like walnuts. And the big one they say, is to add soy to your diet. They recommended anything soy like tofu, edamame, tempeh, or even soy milk. Dr. Michaela explains why soy is so important for women on their menopause journey.
2: Eating soy can help cut our diabetes risk in half. It can help double our weight loss. And it can also drop our cholesterol by about like 14%, I believe. It also contains a phytoestrogen and What phytoestrogens do is if your estrogen level is too high, it can help lower it down. And if it's a little bit on the lower side, it can help bring it up. It has a modulating effect. So it's not like, oh, we're just consuming estrogen. It's the same as bioidentical hormones. It's not because it's in whole food form. It becomes a little bit different when you start isolating certain pieces out of soy, then that story changes a little bit. But In a whole, soy is very healthy for you. It would be ideal if you could consume organic options of whatever your preferred
0: choice of soy is. So I hope you got that clear. Soy is like a total superfood for menopausal women, right? And some research even suggests that the reason why many Asian women don't experience such severe hot flashes is due to their soy consumption. The thing is, I know even I've heard within our own communities and the My Bloody Hell community, I've heard it in some Facebook groups, some women are still hesitant to add soy to their diet because they heard somewhere that soy caused breast cancer. I have also heard that. So I asked Dr. Michaela and Dr. Michelle if they could explain where that medical misinformation came from. Here's Dr. Michaela breaking it down.
2: I don't know when this was published. It was maybe within the last 20 years. There was one study that came out that said soy is really bad for you. And it may or may not have said that it causes breast cancer in their particular findings. And what had happened was that messaging just was broadcasted everywhere. And it was said without a lot of context. And then people, of course, remember those things because, you know, breast cancer is a very scary thing. Nobody wants to get that. And especially if they're going to eat it or like lead to the progression of their own breast cancer, nobody wants that, right? So people are like, oh, okay, no soy. And so it kind of just snowballed from that messaging, from that one study, and it got a bad rap. But it's not true based on what the additional research has said. And that particular study, I believe, was from... They took Chinese dwarf hamsters and they fed those hamsters 300 cups of soy milk, the equivalent of in humans. And those hamsters did not do so well. And I believe that if we were also fed 300 cups of soy milk a day, we would also not do so well either. So there is a dose-dependent reasoning why... You know, obvious, this is more or less kind of why moderation is, you know, the key, because that's an outrageous amount of soy milk and nobody should be drinking that much.
0: Okay. So going back to these four pillars that Dr. Michaela and Dr. Michelle talk about, we talked movement and nutrition, and then we have sleep and the mind-body connection. So obviously, good sleep is paramount and it's very important to optimize our well-being. And- Anything you can do to make sure that you're having clean sleep. In other words, you know, that you're not having technology in your room or there's lots of noise around. Whatever you need to do to have good sleep is really important. Now, the fourth pillar that they talked about is the mind body connection, the mind body pillar. So, in a previous episode, I mentioned that women with a strong spiritual or religious practice actually experienced less severe perimenopause symptoms. Dr. Michaela offers some ideas of how to get that spiritual mind-body boost. The mind-body piece, that can be achieved in many
2: ways, but I like to start with just a gratitude practice. And you can move on to, if you want to get into meditation Whether it's by yourself or you want to actually embark on that journey with a teacher, I think that's really valuable. Um, And then maintaining whatever spiritual community that you have, if you do have one, I think that that is also helpful in getting us to the other side where we're just, you know, happy and thriving.
0: Happy and thriving. That is definitely the goal for the menopause journey. Am I right? Right. But admittedly, it's not easy to go it alone, and sometimes we're going to need help. Doctors Michelle and Michaela both advocate for seeking help if you need it. They suggest women go to their primary care doctor or gynecologist to start, but then they should also look for a medical practitioner, either traditional or alternative, who treats the whole body, not just one area. In other words, don't just go to a heart specialist or a bone specialist or an endocrinologist. Try to find an integrative professional or somebody who really says in their background that they are treating the whole patient and that they're going to look at all the aspects of your lifestyle when they are treating you. At the end of the day, doctors Michelle and Michaela want women to remember that menopause is a multi-year-long journey, and it will take time and some experimenting to make the proper changes in our exercise and our diet and our mind-body practices. That's why they emphasize finding ways to make long-lasting changes, not quick fixes. In addition to making awesome reels about menopause, Drs. Michelle and Michaela's real work is to actually work with women who do need that extra support through their menopause journey. Using their combined medical backgrounds, they help their clients feel empowered through perimenopause and beyond. So how would you find them? Dr. Michelle will tell you. So the start would
1: be our website on Instagram, uh, setting up a discovery call and having one-on-one work together. And when you're ready to start making
0: some changes, that will be there to cheer you on. The menopausitive doctors can be found on Instagram at the underscore menopausitive underscore life and on Facebook at the menopositive life. Thanks to both of them for sitting down and talking to me and answering all my questions. Here are the key takeaways that I hope you can use in your own menopausitive life. One, menopause is a journey. In order to get through to the other side, Lifestyle changes that are sustainable are your best bet for optimal health. Number two, soy is your friend and has many health benefits. Just don't drink 300 glasses of soy milk in a day. (laughs) Number three, menopause affects the entire body and all of its symptoms. It's not just about libido and fertility. So if you're seeking out medical help, make sure you're speaking to a practitioner who treats the whole body. And number four, A gratitude practice and a spiritual practice are part of the four pillars for optimizing the menopause experience. These are probably the easiest things to incorporate into your life, but are also probably the most overlooked. So fix that. All right, there you have it. I'd love to hear what your takeaways were. If you learned anything new from the menopausal doctors, let's hear about it. You can share on the My Bloody Hell Facebook page or on the My Bloody Hell Instagram feed. Thank you so much for supporting this first season of the My Bloody Hell podcast. I hope you learned something new about the perimenopause experience or you heard something that inspired you to think differently about your own menopause journey. I know I learned a heck of a lot producing this show and interviewing such brave and passionate women. I feel like I have an honorary degree in menopause studies now. (laughs) And because I have been studying so hard, I need a break. So this show will be on holiday hiatus until early 2022. So be sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss us when we come back with all new episodes. And I'm very excited about what's coming up in 2022. So make sure you have hit that subscribe button or the follow button. And in the meantime, feel free to tell your friends about the podcast so they can get schooled and inspired about their menopause journey. Remember, friends don't let friends menopause alone. And I'm going to say this, the number of people who know about our show is still relatively small. So that means that there's somebody out there who needs to hear this show. If everybody listening, really, if you have enjoyed any of the episodes or if you enjoyed all of the episodes, tell somebody so they too can listen and learn. Until next year, Wonder Women, be good to yourselves. Get some snacks from Yum Day and try taking a walk or two. I look forward to seeing everybody in 2022. Happy New Year and all that jazz. The My Bloody Hell podcast is produced by me, Lori L. Tharps. Our editor and technical director is Brad Linder. Our theme music was composed by Good B Music. And hey, one last thing. I'm still not a doctor or any type of medical professional. Therefore, do not use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for verifiable medical advice and information. Always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have any medical questions or concerns regarding menopause or any other health-related issue. Thank you. Until next year, people. Adios.